Hey there, welcome back to the Men, Sex and Pleasure podcast. I'm your host, Cam Fraser. We're talking all things masculinity, sexuality, male bodies and men's experiences of pleasure. Today on episode number 14, I'm chatting with Taylor Johnson. Taylor is a sex educator and intimacy coach who helps men master their sex lives in an integrated way. Taylor and I today talk a lot about masturbation, ejaculation, sexual energy, transmutation and sublimation and we share a lot of similar opinions and similar similar beliefs when it comes to the practical side of doing this work men's sexuality work so we vibed a lot in this convo and uh, we we shared some some wisdom and we shared some practical tips so if you're really wanting to get into the nuts and bolts of what it means to have a sexual transmutation or sexual sublimation practice then this is the conversation and the episode for you so enjoy a healthy happy sex life can be one of the most wonderful and exciting parts of a good marriage every man's penis can get hard at certain times do you ever have that happen to you every boy should realize that the size of his genital organs has nothing to do with fertility or his capacity as a male if you want to share some of your some of your story, man, I'm I'm open to hearing hearing whatever you're comfortable in sharing, and, and maybe particularly uh, in your own personal experience, you know how that relates to masculinity and sexuality, and and also pleasure as well. That's that's an important part of what I want to talk about. Yeah, thanks for having me here. So, the first thing that comes up to me uh, when I hear you ask that question is thinking about um, ejaculation, right? Like from a young age, I was really interested in sex and ejaculation was synonymous with sex for me, synonymous with pleasure. Like ejaculation was pleasure. You know, masturbation was to get to the point of pleasure, which was ejaculation. And when I was younger, I would just ejaculate all the time, you know, three, four, five times a day, like constantly. And this, you know, this continued, this continued for years. And it's, you know, it's what I saw as sexual pleasure. And when I started to experience sex with women, that that perspective carried on into those scenarios, you know, and it was almost like I couldn't experience pleasure unless it was leading towards ejaculation. And that, <laughs> as you can imagine, that ended up in a lot of strange scenarios and a lot of like missed connection and probably like, you know, missed opportunities for beautiful experiences with these people. And as I grew older, I'm 34 now, um, but throughout my 20s, I still ejaculated pretty regularly. And I remember at a certain point, it was brought to my awareness by some book. I think maybe it was a David Dita book or something that, um, you know, you're, that there's actually something to this sexual energy thing, you know, and that through these repeat excess ejaculations, like you might actually be draining yourself of some sort of resource that might actually affect how you show up in the world and how not only how you show up in the sexual context, but how you show up at work too, how you show up with your family, how you show up in the morning when you're eating breakfast, you know, basically just how you show up wherever. And it was kind of a light bulb moment for me. And that, that began this journey of, of diving into my sexuality and realizing, wow, this is actually really powerful stuff, you know, and wow, if I actually, if I cultivate this and, and I'm intentional with my ejaculations and I shift my perspective towards pleasure as pleasure instead of ejaculation as pleasure, my whole life improves, you know, like everything improves, sex improved, the amount of money I made improved, my friendships improved, my family improved. And yeah, um, I could go on and on, but that's, <laughs> that's what comes up to me first, you know, and I guess to speak on the masculinity piece, like 
this when I was younger, you know, this constant cycle of ejaculation, 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 it kept me in, in this um, responsive sort of passive lifestyle. You know, it's just, it kept me sort of drained and it, it, it drained me of that spark that, that is needed to really go after what you want in the world, you know? And so I find that now that I'm more intentional with that and that I, I practice semen retention and I practice, uh, a lot of different energetic sexual practices, I have this spark and I have more of an ability to step into my full like masculine power in a healthy way. And that feels, that feels incredible. I resonate with, with what you're sharing around ejaculation because my, my high school days, I remember, I remember like having these weird com- conversations and almost competitions with my mates about like, oh, how many times a day have you ejaculated, right? What's your record? <laughs> I think one of my mates said to me one day, like 16 times. And on like the last time, on the last time, like no ejaculate came out. And I was like, damn, that's so next level. Um, and so I remember like this, this mentality around ejaculation being like, oh, the more that you ejaculate, like this weird like masculinity thing of being like, you're more of a man if you've come like more times in a day. Like it was just this odd, odd way of framing things. And I went to an all boys school, so things are a bit odd anyway, man. But, um, but the, uh, yeah, so the, the story around like constantly looking for that ejaculation or seeking out and, and having this drive, this motivational drive to ejaculate rather than to experience something else, a deeper connection definitely resonates with me, man. Yeah. Thank you for, for speaking into that. Yeah. And I think this carries over into a lot of our, our modern life and a lot of what society programs us with, you know, we're programmed by society to seek instant gratification. We're programmed by society to buy the, the chips that are going to taste good, but they're going to be really shitty for our health. You know, the soda that's going to be really shitty for our health programs us to buy the next thing that we don't need and keeps us in this cycle, you know, and it's very similar to ejaculation and, and porn does the same thing. You know, porn is just focused on the cum shot and it, it you know, that is seen as pleasure. And we have all this pressure and all these messages that say, focus on instant gratification, focus on instant gratification, you know, instant pleasure, instant pleasure. Very rarely, do we hear voices that say, Hey, actually, if you take a pause and a deep breath, what you're going to be able to give to the world and experience is going to be so much greater than if you go for any of these, any of these things. And so what I'm really excited to be here, you know, with you and talk about is, is what, you know, practical sexual energy sublimation, sexual energy transmutation, you know, what is that? What is that actually? Because it's talked about in all sorts of books. And I find that when I talk to my clients and the guys in my courses, guys who are interested in sexuality and these energetic things, they usually come up with a few books that are, that are kind of you know commonly known. There's David Dita's The Way of the Superior Man, the Montauk Chia book, The Multi-Orgasmic Man. And then a lot of these guys, and myself included, find Napoleon Hill's book, you know, Think and Grow Rich. And they all reference some form of sexual energy sublimation and this is this is really what i'm talking about you know i love that you have made a distinction already between gratification and pleasure because that's something i i often have to do for guys is like they have this mindset of being like well if i'm not ejaculating i can't experience any pleasure and it's like they've linked all the pleasure they can experience we can blame porn for this like you said we can blame mainstream media we can even blame our peers because they're, they're the ones reinforcing that as well the women that we're they're be, that we're being sexual with as well ejaculation is this like signifier for our pleasure and it's like so important to distinguish that like yeah ejaculation can be pleasurable but oftentimes it's it's only really gratifying like it's only just that gratification pleasure and full-bodied multi-orgasmic like energetic 
or, you know, pleasure is is so much more than just a, a simple ejaculation. Like there's there's a distinguishing um, feature between those two things, which is um, which is important to to make clear. So I love that you've already kind of like spoken into that, which is amazing, dude. And and I'm I'm keen to to jump into some like practical breaking down of what transmutation because transmutation at least in my opinion is different than sublimation right they're two parts of a of a process it's not the same thing at least in my my own experience um and uh yeah and so i'm, I'm keen to i'm keen to maybe just start defining or start start getting a bit clearer on a definition around what you think and, and what you call sublimation yeah well i'm curious just to hear really quick you know if you want to share like what is your perspective between those two yeah this is i'm not sure who 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 shared this analogy with me but um maybe it was maybe i read it in a david data thing but um it's the analogy of a waterfall right so a waterfall so when it rains so after it's rained the waterfall then starts to flow water off the edge of the off the edge of the cliff or off the edge of the um fall i suppose and um and then when it hits the when it hits the bottom uh, and it starts to to churn the water you put a um like a wheel there right to to turn that water into into energy to turn that water into electricity and then you take that kind of you know um i think it's kinetic energy right from the from the flowing water you turn it into um turn it into electrical energy and send it across high you know high tension wires from that power plant from that water power station across uh you know your electrical wires uh into into power grids into homes and then from that that electricity goes into your tv goes into your laptop goes into your radio right and you can turn things on so that's the kind of analogy right and and so transmutation is the turning of that water into electricity via the via the via the wagon wheel or via the wheel um, of the electric water power station right the hydro plant and then sublimation is the taking of that electricity and sending it across your high tension wires so that you can turn your tv on in your home um, and then obviously the water itself as water is often symbolized as is your sexual energy right and so you need to you need to make it rain first you need to get that water flowing before you can transmute it before you can sublimate it before you can turn it into something else right so we often talk about like how sexual energy oftentimes is expressed through through sex, but we can also express that sexual energy through like the pictures on a TV, for example, right? We can change it into something else. And that's the whole process at least is that waterfall high tension wire analogy. Yeah, nice. And you know, <laughs> you know man, uh, this, this time when you've just been saying, I love that analogy. And now like, I have this visual in my head of like, Every time I ejaculate, I need to have some sort of wheel in front of me to catch it and like build some energy and like send it out into the world. Um, yeah, I appreciate that distinction. And, and um, I think that is, that is a really important distinction to make. Like whatever you call it, there are definitely three things, three main things going on there. And the one, of, one of those things is to get the sexual energy flowing, you know, is to build up that power and then to you know, to harness it through the wheel and then to send it out into whatever it is that you want to send it into. And so, uh, you know, so what is that? How does that happen? I have a, just one little line here from Napoleon Hill's book. It's super simple. I'm sure a lot of you have already heard it, but it says, sex energy is the creative energy of all geniuses. And he has a lot of one-liners like that in his whole chapter on the mystery of sex transmutation. And just to get real practical about what sexual energy transmutation sublimation is, let's take, for example, sex. Yeah, we'll just look at sex. If 
you have sex, if I have sex and I don't ejaculate, a couple things could happen, right? If I'm not doing my practices, if I'm not doing Qigong or breathwork or visualization or all the things that I've learned to do through Tantra and yoga and Taoist sexuality, then I'm probably going to get blue balls because this energy is stagnant in my body and it stagnates in this area and it's going to result in pain and it's going to result in dullness. Um, but if instead of that, after I have sex and I don't ejaculate, if I do some exercises, if I do you know, the big draw from Montauk Chia's book, if I do some yoga, if I do some Qigong, that energy is going to be in my system. You know, I'm going to be charged from this sexual experience. I'm going to still be feeling the pleasure and the tingles all over my whole body. And then I have that opportunity to, to do anything with that. You know, I could go to work. I could go to the gym. I could go to my martial arts class. You know, I could go on a run. I could write a book. I could create a video. Like whatever I do after that is inherently going to be some form of sexual energy transmutation sublimation just because of the nature that, you know, that energy exists in my body and I'm doing something else with it versus just letting it out. That's where I see like the important distinguishing thing between the NoFap movement and like the, and like the, the, the way that they frame seminal retention versus like the sexual energy, um, tantric yoga, sexual Kung Fu style, um, sublimation transmutation practices, right? It's like the NoFap um, movement, I suppose, is like, okay, I'm just not going to masturbate. I'm not going to engage my sexual energy. I'm just not going to not going to go there, right? And so oftentimes, stagnation can happen because nothing's being moved. All that energy is being pent up, is being, um, is being kept in that localized area around the Svartasthana chakra, if you want to call it that, or around, around the sexual energy um, area, which is like around the genitals and the, the hips and the pelvis. And so oftentimes that results in blue balls, right? Because they're not doing anything with that energy. Whereas the... the um, the transmutation sublimation practice we're kind of you know speaking into is actually cultivating that by maybe doing some sexual practices maybe by doing some self-pleasuring it's actually working with it intentionally not ejaculating so making the conscious decision not to ejaculate but working with that that pleasure working with that sexual energy um, and moving it throughout the body so i think that's that's like what i wanted to just bring up as well is like it's not just we're not ejaculating right because because totally plenty plenty guys do that but they don't get a lot of maybe they do get some results i don't want to completely throw the no fat movement under the bus i definitely think it's valuable for some some guys but i think there is an important distinguishing thing between those two um those two movements totally yeah and i do want to say um i think i think that no fat can be incredibly valuable for 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 a lot of people you know because it really my understanding of it is that it's basically you're just putting that part of your life on hold and saying hey actually i recognize that i have possibly some unhealthy patterns with how i'm approaching sex and i need to just take a break from all of it you know i need to go on a fast and do something else for a while and i think for that purpose i think it's fucking awesome you know just like take a break take a fast do something else for a month notice what happens when you don't focus on sex or masturbation or anything like you're going to feel a huge difference in your body if you're used to focusing on this regularly and for me like a beautiful and healthy way to come out of nofap is to dive deeply into the practices that we're talking about dive into sexual yoga dive into tantric you know sexuality realize that hey actually you can embrace your sexuality fully and masturbate, self-pleasure, have sex, and develop healthy patterns with this that enrich your life, that give you more energy, you know, that, that um, yeah, do all the things that we've talked about. And so I think, I think both of these things 
are awesome and powerful and have their have their role for sure thanks for sharing that i think yeah there, there definitely is like this synergistic relationship with it, between those two things and i think like that that progressive nature of going from that kind of no fap space into the sexual energy space i think is a nice transition and um and we spoke about uh well you, you spoke about a little bit earlier the alleviation of blue balls by moving energy through your body by doing some some practices i'm wondering is there anything specific anything that you found is really helpful for starting to you know getting back to the practical side of things really helpful for starting to overcome that blue ball stuff yeah totally so i'll get about as practical as you can get <laughs> which uh, you know i'm a huge fan of this stuff you don't always have to be visualizing white light shooting out of your crown <laughs> chakra or the 15th chakra or whatever like it's you know uh, so one of the practices i like to have uh, men do and that i do myself is to is to self-pleasure, you know, rewrite the program around what self-pleasure is. Don't just stand still and wank, you know, without moving your body, but while you're self-pleasuring, breathe deeply, make sounds, focus on touching your whole body and intentionally, like you said, not like intentionally don't ejaculate, like intentionally breathe that energy up. And then as soon as you stop, before you do anything else, do 50 push-ups if you can. Do 30 push-ups, you know, like do 50 sit-ups, do 100 jumping jacks, like immediately do um, drop into horse stance, you know, do something really intensively physically embodied because that is going to, that's just going to, that's going to shift your physiology in a major way. And that's going to require your mental state to change. That's going to require your energetic state to change. And it's going to move energy even without you having a background in energetic practice you know and i found that that's that's one of the most practical ways you can you can integrate this sexual energy into your body and if you're ever having sex with somebody and you don't ejaculate um not by intention <laughs> like you thought you were going to and you didn't definitely like bam go do something physical immediately you know try to try to interrupt that process before it really stagnates in yourself i like doing also light to moderate massaging on my testicles and on my perineum and that area of my body. And one of my favorite uh, things to do that's a little more, it comes more from Qigong is just, I like grabbing my testicles with pressure after I've um, had sex or self-pleasured and on an inhale, just drawing my hands up to my heart and simple as that. And then just shaking my body, like, <laughs> you know, do that 10 times. And, and see what happens. Like, it doesn't have to be this wild, magical, mysterious thing. Like, just try it and see what happens. I guarantee you, if you do 10 breaths like that and shake at the end of each one, you're going to feel majorly different in your body. And to me, that's what it's about. It's just like, the, what's your internal state? What's your internal energetic state? You know, this echoes so much of like what I tell the guys that I work with as well, which is, which is like, just have a look at the way that you're masturbating. Have a, have a look at the way that you're self pleasuring. Oftentimes, it's like quite stationary quite sedentary you know quite closed down and contracted as well if they're on a computer screen and with a mouse in one hand and their cock in the other or if they're on their couch and they've got a phone in one hand and their cock in the other it's like it's so it's so stagnant right and and so pretty much what you're what you're what you're sharing is like you know stand up horse stance mabu is you know standing up you know um spreading the spreading the legs a little bit wider so taking some taking some some alternative positions into your body, not just kind of like closing down in that seated position, you know, shaking, doing push-ups, actually moving the body. Um, that's, and that's pretty much what I encourage guys to do. I'm like, just, just change your physiology. Notice how that affects your experience of pleasure. Like if you are always 
self-pleasuring or if you're always masturbating sitting down just stand up start to notice how just that difference can start to really alter and shift the way that you experience pleasure in your body um so i love that that's uh, yeah the, the whole push-up thing man is is amazing never even really considered that but yeah doing something like intensely physical afterwards um i often tell guys if they're feeling really horny feeling really turned on to go for a run and to notice how like they expend that that energy in a different way other than expressing it through like doing something explicitly sexual so that's often how i try and help that land for guys but um but yeah doing doing push-ups or doing something like intensely physical when you're like feeling erotically charged perfect man perfect perfect idea that's an awesome first step i mean for you know most of us as men we have this we have this really wickedly sharp brain and this wickedly sharp intellect that serves us really well and also it can be tricky <laughs> you know it can be a double-edged sword and we often have to, you know, put some effort in to get into our body and it's so worth the effort. And one of my favorite things to do after doing some push-ups or sit-ups or going on a run like that is then harnessing the power of my mind to move this energy also. So for example, excuse me, for example, I will even just say out loud, if I'm feeling really turned on or horny or I'm thinking about sex or I'm thinking thinking about whatever, you know, I'll say it out loud to myself, I'm taking this sexual energy that I feel right now and I'm going to put it into my business or I'm going to put it into this thing or I'm going to put it into that thing. And I will literally say these words out loud as a mantra, you know, over and over like 10, 20, 30 times. And it actually makes a difference. You know, it actually impacts my physiology because our, you know, our minds are powerful and our brains are powerful and it's, it's all related, bro, you know, <laughs> but it really is, you know, it really is. And so I like, I, I want to honor also the power of our intellect to do this, to do this as well. Yeah. That's like that, that element of being intentional, right. And being conscious with, with the energy that you're using. It's like, yeah, I've got, now I've got it. I've done the pushups. I've done something physical. I've turned myself on. I've got that arousal, but now it's like, what am I actually doing with this? And um, in yoga, we would call that like a sankalpa, right? It's like, what's your intention behind this energy? What do you want to do with it? Where do you want to direct it? Um, so I love like, and then voicing that like mantra, you know, just um, speaking into your intention is, is amazing, dude. Yeah. And, um, and then I suppose like with regards to like speaking into that intention and actually following through and like bringing that sexual energy um, into your business or into, you know, creating a piece of art or into whatever it is, um, I know you mentioned a little bit earlier, you know, just by virtue of you having that energy, it's, it's, you're, you're already kind of sublimating, but is, is there something to like specifically look for or specifically feel or specifically, um, notice, uh, when you're doing these things that really indicates that you are bringing the sexual energy into, into whatever activity it is that you're doing. Hmm. What is the indicator of that? You know that, wow, that's a really interesting question. I've never, I've never thought about that before. Like what would be a successful indicator? I guess an indicator for me would be, am I able to get the task done that I want to get done? You know? And, and if so, then chances are I've brought this energy into that. You know, if I've just created, you know, three new articles and I'm not feeling as horny as I was, then that's, you know, that is an indicator to me that, that I've successfully done something you know, or if I've like went and I've had a, a, a conversation that I knew was going to be challenging and I went into that with this extra energy and then I feel grounded afterwards, like that would be a good indicator for me also. Thanks for, for answering that man, put you on the spot a little bit there, but I appreciate that it. That was great. Yeah. No, I love it. 
Yeah. Awesome, man. <laughs> awesome. Um, and then I suppose like uh, with regards to with regards to like this practical nature of of transmuting and sublimating and getting that energy flowing, is there is there like we haven't really spoken into you know pornography at the moment, um, but I'm wondering like is is there a way that that impacts or influences this whole transmutation sublimation process? Well, it definitely does. <laughs> sure. uh, the thing that the thing you know the thing that comes to me first is just it's just looking back on my life and and recognizing, man, how many fucking hours of my life have I spent whacking off looking at porn you know like how many hours of my life have i spent reprogramming my sexual response system based on pixels on a screen Mm. so many fucking hours so many hours how much of my relationships have been like fucked up because of my looking at porn and me not realizing that it was actually impacting my ability to show up with presence and consciousness with my partner in that moment you know because she wasn't turning into a new woman every 10 seconds in a new position with a new sexy angle you know same person and so i think for me porn really kept me in this state of seeking instant gratification it kept me in this sort of subdued state so to use your waterfall analogy it kept me in a state where there was barely any water flowing over the waterfall you know, and I'm not going to say that's absolutely the way it is for everybody, but that's, that's definitely how it was for me. And so when I was regularly watching porn and I do even say, I went through a, a, you know, a decently long period of being full on addicted to pornography. Like I just didn't have the energy to sublimate or transmute. You know, I was just living a muted life. I was just flat, passive, not going after what I wanted. And I think that's, you know, like for me, when I, when I, when I dammed up that part of my flow, you know, diverted it more to the waterfall that is my life. Like then I was able to do so much more. My relationship improved, my sex life with my partner improved, you know? And so in that way, I see, I see that as being, um, I see that there's definitely a relationship between porn and how I'm able to transmute this energy. Mm, so when you're suggesting that guys self pleasure and build that sexual energy, you recommend that they do it without, pornography or without watching anything external Mm, yeah so in my courses i that's a that's a huge piece of it is to is to convert our sexual response system from this externally based one that we've grown up with in our society through porn and advertising and movies and all this shit you know to an internally generated sexual response system where we don't need this external stimuli but the arousal actually comes from within the arousal is self-generated you know and that's a that's a beautiful and challenging process to go through man <laughs> i remember when i first started going through it like i didn't have an erection for weeks i thought i fucked myself up i thought my my penis was broken you know it's like holy shit am i am i done <laughs> like am i going to be able to have sex again jesus you know it was it was scary and sure enough slowly with consistent effort and dedication, like, yeah, my erection came back and then it was more consistent and full than it, than it ever was before. And, and so for me, stopping watching porn was a huge turning point in my life. And I find that the guys who go through my courses, like it's, it's a huge thing for them also. And I have, I have heard of, of methods to look at porn that are, um, that allow you to experiment. One of them is that, there's this idea that, okay, when you look at porn, 
try doing it standing up and don't touch yourself at all and notice the impact that this has on your system, right? Notice like you get an erection from it. What are the sensations you feel in your spine, in your chest, in your heart, in your body, in your fingers, you know, like really be aware of the somatic things that are going on. And then if you're going to touch yourself, shut down your phone or close your computer screen, turn away from it and then touch yourself while you're not getting an input of this visual stimuli, you know, and that can, that can give you some practice and some really practical um, perspective on how energy can flow, you know, and how you can transmute it. You're still experiencing energy, right? Like you're, you're, when you're standing up and when you're starting to notice, right, you're starting to, starting to become aware of what you're feeling, right? And, and what you're feeling is that movement of energy, is that sensation of energy um, in your body, that sexual energy from, from being aroused by something, by, by being turned on by something. And I think what you're referring to, at least what I've known that it's been called, is, is a practice of porn yoga by Joseph Kramer. Um, he talks all about you know, just altering your habits around porn use, standing up, shaking your body whilst you're you know watching porn and learning how to breathe properly diaphragmatically rather than breathing into your chest so doing all these things that you would do in like a almost like a spiritual practice do them whilst you're whilst you're watching porn or do them when you know after you've closed the laptop or you've turned the phone around and and start to notice that sexual arousal that's been that's been induced in you by something external then you start to learn how to um how to induce that in your own body right without without relying on something external um Totally. What, what you spoke into, man, is so important, which is like, and I don't think it's talked about enough, is when you start to do this, you might lose your erection. You might not mm-hmm. be as firm as you usually are. And, and that freaks guys out. You know? and, and this has definitely been true in the work that I've done with men because we're so erection-oriented, right? We're, we're erection, penetration, and ejaculation-oriented as men often, right? That's, that's typically how we think about sex. And if it doesn't include one or any of those things, then we think something's wrong. And so if we're, if we're being sexual either with ourselves or with a partner and we're, we're trying to you know, shift away from external stimulus to internal arousal, we, we oftentimes have to relearn how to, how to get that erection and how to firm that erection up. And that, that freaks guys out when they, when they go through that transition because it's not clear to them or it's not spoken about often enough. So thank you for, for bringing light to that. Yeah, definitely. I think that's, yeah, it's, it's really important to recognize that like this is, it's not as simple as turning on a light switch. You know, we're talking about reprogramming potentially decades of, of sexual programming that we've experienced through porn and society, you know, and the same goes for men who are, who are starting to go down the path of learning non-ejaculatory orgasms, right? It's like, for me, at least, and a lot of guys I talk to, that process is actually, it's a process of becoming more sensitive, more sensitive to energy, more sensitive to pleasure in your entire body. And what that can do, at least at first, is it actually, <laughs> you can be, you know, premature ejaculation, boom, if it's never been an issue, all of a sudden, wow, you know, like you just start having a really hard time controlling your ejaculation for a bit at first, you know, and that, that turned me off to these practices for a while too. Cause I was like, fuck that, man, I'm going to go back to thinking about like, some dude taking a shit on a toilet or something, you know, like the, try to get the most fucked up thing in my mind <laughs> that I can get to distract me, you know, which, yeah, which is really not what I want to be thinking about when I'm having sex. <laughs> but, but yeah, but there, you know, that, that was, that was real for me. Like I went back to the distraction because it was scary and eventually, you know, I pushed through that and practiced and learned, Oh yeah. Wow. 
there is so much more beyond just the ejaculatory orgasm. But I did have to go through that threshold and I did have to go through that learning curve and it was steep, but it was fucking worth it, man. So worth it. Yeah, man. Yeah, it is such a learning curve. You're so right. And and thank you for bringing that up as well, man, because that's also something that's never talked about. At least I've never seen any guys that do this work kind of talk about it openly and publicly, which is like, yeah, when I started going through this journey, I, yeah, I became more sensitive. And so I ejaculated quicker. It's like, that's something that happens. You know, it's not something that you just all of a sudden learn how to have these things by just, you know, by following these couple of simple steps. It's, it's a whole, you know, kind of navigation of of going one way and then kind of going the other and then slowly kind of incrementally moving yourself into that new direction as you become more aware as you become more attuned to your own energy as you become more noticing of the sensations in your body so yeah thank you for speaking into that as well man because that's definitely been my experience and it's definitely something that the guys that i work with on learning how to have non-ejaculatory orgasms as well go through so um yeah i'm glad that there's someone someone out there speaking about it man yeah, i appreciate, I appreciate <laughs> yeah, you yeah that yeah, I mean, let's be real about it. You know, it's, it's it shit happens. Yeah, yeah, exactly, man, exactly. And and something else as well, maybe this is related, is if we are doing these, um, you know, transmutation sublimation practices, if we're kind of stepping down that that journey, um, and we start to do the self pleasure, and we start to turn ourselves on, and we start to maybe do some, um, you know, stimulation of our cock, stimulation of our genitals. If we all of a sudden then accidentally go too far and we ejaculate, what are some what are some things that maybe we can do in that moment then if we accidentally go a little bit too far and, and we end up coming? Go and look yourself in the mirror and say, You fucking idiot. Shame, shame, shame. <laughs> uh, definitely don't do that. Yeah. Definitely don't do that. I mean, that is a danger of this, that's a danger of this stuff too. It's like wow, I've accidentally gone over the edge and I ejaculated and then feeling this tidal wave of shame and guilt come over and like, oh, damn, I'm not good enough, you know, or I'm not strong enough or like I fucked up or I relapsed. I hate that word relapse in this context, you know, like really, really dislike the use of the word relapse in this context. And my, my thinking is like, yes, attempt to not have an ejaculatory orgasm if you're going down this path. And if you do, enjoy it as fully as you can, you know, make noise, like, ah, uh, you know, like let go, like try to dive into that pleasure as much as you can. And then notice, uh, this is something that's relatively new for me. Like really notice the quality of your internal state afterwards and see if you can just let yourself rest for 20 or 30 minutes, you know, lay down, feel the ease that's come into your body, feel the 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 tingles and the sensations and feel the depth that's actually available to you in that space and i've found that if i do that instead of rushing into the next task that i actually feel regenerated in a, in a beautiful way and i feel like i've lost less energy you know i feel like i've gained some of the magic of that sort of that yin space if you will you know it's a really beautiful thing. So that's, that's what comes up for me is just like enjoy it and, and relish it and notice the quality of energy that's available to you there. And if you start to go into a shame spiral or, or, or self-deprecating thoughts, like take a deep breath and shake your body and just come back to self-love, you know, put a hand on your heart and say, I love you, bro. I love you, man. Like you're an awesome human. Thank you for just being you, you know, and thank you for enjoying pleasure. Thank you for, for speaking into that because it's totally 
something that I see a lot of guys going into is like their this thought pattern of like, oh fuck, I, I came, I shouldn't have, uh, you know, I did did something wrong, like all the negative connotations around ejaculation, and and I've spoken about this before, but like a lot of guys go from from this fear shame anxiety mindset around premature ejaculating before they've done any sexuality work and then they get introduced to like your your um no fap or they get introduced to some type of sexuality work and often then it's like okay you know there's still a fear anxiety mindset around ejaculation if you come at all you know there's like this other (laughs) mindset so there's no like in between around like just fucking enjoy ejaculation you know be intentional be conscious about it it, it's pleasurable when it does come fucking relish it enjoy it you know um don't just get the tissues out and wipe it up straight away don't just you know um go straight into the next activity you know like you said nourish your body in that yin space you know notice the depth of that experience um you know, i've spoken to other guys uh, that are more um that are more aware of herbs and adaptogens and aphrodisiacs and that sort of stuff and they they say like, you know, drink some warm almond milk and some dates and some goji berries afterwards, you know, put something replenishing back into your body, nourish yourself in that receptive state. Um, Because a lot of guys are are quick to just fucking wipe it up, you know, move on to the next part of their day rather than just kind of like noticing that that energy in their body um, after they've had that that kind of peak ejaculatory experience. So yeah, thank you for sharing that man it's um yeah it's really powerful thing to to start doing for any guys i suppose even if you aren't doing the whole sublimation transmutation journey just like just being aware of the state after you've ejaculated as well particularly if you're with a partner that can be a really beautiful time to to notice that that absorption of energy because you you i guess you like the analogy i kind of use uh comes from um you know, nan in the zen master which is like emptying your cup you've pretty much just like emptied your cup both physically and energetically you know, that it has to get filled back up with something. So just notice what it is in that state after you've come, what you're putting back into your body. Notice your partner's energy, how they're reacting to you and being just mindful of your space, your container and what's being put back into after you've kind of emptied your cup um, after that ejaculation. So um, it's powerful, powerful practice, man. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. You got to remember to take deep breaths. I'm excited about this stuff. <laughs> uh, one thing you said, one thing you said struck me. You, you said, uh, what, did, what did you say? You said, don't just get a tissue and wipe it up, you know? And so what I want to invite also is this, is, is an inquiry, like a personal inquiry to you listening right now. Like what is your perspective and what is your experience on, um, on what is your perspective on your actual semen, on your ejaculate after you've ejaculated? Like, do you want to wipe it up? Do you think it's gross or do you treat it as sacred? Do you treat it as beautiful? You know, and that's, that's another possible practice instead of just wiping it up quickly with a tissue. Like if you're with a partner, you know, maybe rub it in or rub it in between your bodies or some people even like to eat their own ejaculate and they feel like it, it brings more of the energy back into their system. Or maybe your partner likes to eat it, you know, and this is literally the part of you that actually can create a new human, you know, holy shit. Like that's beautiful. That's powerful too, you know? And so part of this journey for me has also been, seeing this part of me as sacred and as beautiful you know nothing woo woo about it like it's real this can create a new fucking human you know wow my own personal practice has been to to pretty much as you said frame my ejaculate or frame my seminal fluid as a seed right as a seed of life right it it pretty much is it's like planting a seed and so oftentimes when i do i've got my own ejaculation retention practice and, and conscious ejaculation 
um, practice as well. So whenever I do ejaculate, oftentimes it'll be outdoors, it'll be in nature, and it'll be giving my seed back to the earth. It'll be actually giving back. You know, there's plenty of plenty of practices for women to give their menstrual fluid back to the earth, and there's a lot of women talking about it. But I feel like there's not a lot of men talking about seeding, you know, the earth, literally planting your seed back into the earth. And so that's something that my my own personal practices has kind of come to evolve to. It never really was that. Um, it's only been that for like the last year. Um, consciously intentionally ejaculating on the full moon to getting back in the rhythm of you know of the lunar calendar or back just back into nature just connecting my own sexuality back to back to the land back to earth back to nature um so that's been my own personal practice to treat my to treat my seed literally as a seed and um and start planting it there's there's a pivot a direction i realize i'd like to go in this conversation right now and that's actually to um to talk about the sexual experience like being in the sexual experience with somebody. Um, I'll just use a personal story to start. Uh, two days ago, I had this beautiful, beautiful sexual experience with this woman who I'm starting to explore things with. And as is, as is often the case, or as what has become the case for me is that generally in some, in some sexual experience, there will be this moment where I'll notice, you know, this physical, physical urge to ejaculate come up and it, man, that can be convincing, you know, <laughs> and the brain and the thought can be so convincing. Wow. It would be, feel so good to ejaculate or wow. It'd be so sexy to ejaculate with this person. And, and I, I have found, and I found two days ago, um, some of the most beautiful and powerful and incredibly memorable sexual experiences I have had have happened after I've passed that point of thinking that ejaculation would be good, but deciding not to, and instead deciding to breathe that energy up and integrate it into my body. And then that decision point, it like, it opens up the door to so much more than, than I ever knew was possible, you know? And now I know that a lot of these things are possible, but, but even still like that decision point exists for me now. And no, I didn't want to have an ejaculatory orgasm. I wanted to go into those deeper, more rich, more full states of pleasure with this woman. And when I remember breathing and circulating my energy through the microcosmic orbit, I'm sure a lot of you listening right now are familiar with that and, and, and making sound on my exhale and moving my body and like, uh, like really getting into it, you know, and, and realizing that, that presence combined with sexual pleasure is, is, it, that's it, man. <laughs> that's, that's the gold, you know? And for so many women out there, like presence is the, the sexiest thing to them. And for so many women out there, like when they feel penetrated by a man's presence or by their lover's presence and being penetrated physically at the same time, it's just like open to God, you know, or open to divine consciousness or the universe or whatever you want to call it, the cosmic orgasm, you know, this, this big thing. And then you can, enter this space together and it's just yeah it's just beautiful i wanted wanted to share that experience in this podcast too because like it's not just to you know put put your sexual energy into your business to make more money but it actually can result in just like fucking beautiful sexual experiences with people too that are you know heart-centered and cosmically orgasmic and all this trippy stuff that can feel like you're on psychedelics, but it's just your own energy. And it's just this connection with this person. That's just magic. Yeah. Thank you for, for speaking into that, man. I do have a question around this, which is, um, which is timeframes. 
So like how, how <laughs> long, and you can speak from your own personal experience, but um, you, you, or you can speak based on your observations from guys, how long should, say I'm a, I'm a client, right, of yours, I'm a, I'm a guy that's doing this work, how long should I be, uh, be self-pleasuring before I get to that point of um, choosing not to ejaculate or choosing to ejaculate? What if I get there in like 60 seconds? Or what if it takes me an hour to get there before I get to that point of being like, oh, now I need to consciously work with my ejaculation? What's the difference between time frame? And is there a recommended amount of time? Mm, that is a good question. And there's a couple of different um, directions I want to go with it. But the first one is I just recommend that guys start a self-pleasure practice of 20 minutes, just, just flat, you know, like set a timer, even turn your phone on airplane mode and, and just go for 20 minutes because most of us have grown up self-pleasuring for maybe one or two or three minutes going to ejaculation. And we're just programming ourselves to ejaculate quickly, you know? So that's, that's like step number one. And this piece that I was talking about, the, the reactionary piece to the physical desire to ejaculate, like that could come at any point, you know, that's come for me at, at 30 seconds. It's come for me at 10 seconds. That's come for me at eight minutes, uh, 10 minutes. And I notice actually there's something really cool. I noticed that if I'm having penetrative sex with somebody and I go over the 10 minute mark, 12 minute mark, there's something that starts to shift inside me and my body realizes, hey, actually ejaculation isn't the goal here. So I can sort of back away from that. It seems to be a nice, um, there seems to be some pattern with that, at least in my life and some of the guys that I've talked to, you know. Um, does, that, does that answer your question? Yeah, yeah, totally, man. And I, I <laughs> like kind of what you, what you finished on there, which is I, I definitely have found that as well in my experience. If I, it's the first, and maybe this goes back to like the hyper awareness, the hypersensitivity when doing this work of being attuned to the sensations of pleasure. It's like the first, say, like three minutes, first three to five minutes is when often for me, again, my personal experience is when that like kind of desire to ejaculate is at its highest. And then, like you said, eight to 10 minutes in, roughly i don't know um off the top of my head but that's when the kind of urge to, to ejaculate kind of subsides and my body is kind of realized or something's clicked and it's like oh you can just be in this moment and you can just enjoy it right and you can be penetrative and you can be friction based or you can be moving and you can you know be inside of your my partner um and and not not need to come not have that urge to come and then it isn't until like quite long after if i do decide to ejaculate with her that that urge kind of kinds to build back up and and i'm more in control of it i'm like okay i can start to build this back up again and i can bring myself to that point and i can we talk about edging a little bit which is like i can get to that nine out of ten and stay at that nine for a little while and start to have these more full body pleasurable experiences um so yeah i like that that's something that you're aware of as well man because i have noticed that in my own personal experience and it's probably not something that i talk about too much with my clients so it's a bit of a bit of a re uh, reflection for me to, to, to share with my clients a bit more. Um, and something that kind of like speaking into that a bit, a bit more as well is, is noticing that when my partner experiences like heightened states of pleasure, when she starts to like go into uh, maybe an orgasmic response, I, I feel my urge to ejaculate just kind of peak, you know, and I all of a sudden get taken from like a six or a seven. And then all of a sudden she's like really she's like something switches in her and she kind of like goes into it. I, I go from a six right up to like a 9.9. I'm like, Oh God, I've really <laughs> got to like hold this in. Um, so I wanted to, yeah. I wanted to share that as well. And I'm wondering if that's been your experience. Sometimes that has definitely sometimes been my experience for sure. Not every time I'm just, I'm chuckling right now thinking about, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just, 
remembering sexual experiences where yeah my partner she yeah it's a wave it's like surfing you know she she catches the wave and she's on it and she's like bam this is it you know ride it going for it and i'm like holy shit <laughs> Woo, you know and and that's like but and that's the moment where i don't want to be thinking about that you know i don't want to be worried about that i actually just really want to be present with her there in that moment and go into my own pleasure and not be concerned about that and so that's where that's where personal for me that's where my personal practice and my personal cultivation really shows up is is those moments you know it's like have i been doing my practice have i been doing my self cultivation like am i able to not only physically be present with her in that moment but like mentally and spiritually and energetically stay with her and let me let myself lead in that way you know lead with my presence and have my physical pleasure be um be secondary if you if you know what i mean by that like if i'm able to stay with her in that space and my intention is to be in the energetics and the pleasure versus orgasm if my intention is strong enough sometimes that can actually overpower the ejaculatory urge and that is hard sometimes <laughs> it's a practice you know and this is you know for me when when i hear the term sexual mastery and orgasmic mastery and all this stuff like it doesn't necessarily mean okay bam you've reached this spot of having it all figured out and you're done for the rest of your life it's like no man mastery is is commitment to the practice it's like commitment to showing up regularly in your life for yourself for this energy for your partnership for your sexuality and with recognition that you're going to have amazing days and you're going to have not as amazing days. And if you look at any professional in any sport, it's the same way. Like how unfair would it be to think that I should be able to show up at 120% every single day and win every single time? Like nobody does that. Not even the top athletes of any sport do that, you know? So like there's, there's a humbleness that needs to come with that too, you know? And like if my partner does catch one of those waves and it sets me over my own edge too like great you know beautiful i'll ride that and it doesn't mean sex has to stop in that moment you know like you said that's where your personal practice where you where you lean on that right and so this 20 minute um recommendation that you gave is is like really important um at least in my eyes that's very similar to what i recommend to guys as well as is a daily 20 minute self-pleasure practice and that doesn't necessarily mean like you know just friction based jerking off for 20 minutes nonstop because that's firstly not super pleasurable at least in my opinion <laughs> but also yeah. like it, it's also not very realistic right that you're just going to be pumping away and and kind of friction based with a partner for 20 minutes as well that's not very pleasurable for a lot of uh women or a lot of people that are receiving um you know being penetrated by a cock so so i i'm i'm curious like this 20 minute benchmark that um you know, that, that you kind of recommend to guys, what, what if, um, and I'm kind of playing devil's advocate here. What if I like in the first three minutes or in the first minute feel like I'm really about to come and I'm really on my, my, you know, I'm at that, that ejaculatory inevitability, um, you know, point, what do I do for the next 17, 17 minutes after that? I'd say if that's the case, if that's what you're experiencing, then you're probably focusing a lot on stimulating your penis. So, a start stimulating other parts of your body like just massage your shoulders you know like go for pleasure for pleasure's sake it doesn't necessarily have to be sexual and breathe deeply you know one of the things that 
there's all these advanced practices out there and orbits you can focus on and different chakras and different like breathing techniques and visualization things. And really like a lot of times for me, it feels like there's not even a point to any of that shit. If I'm not breathing deeply, you know, like that's, that's square one. So start breathing deeply, make your breath a practice and touch other parts of your body. And then if you want to go back to touching your penis, don't touch the head of it touch the base, massage the base of your penis, massage the middle part, you know, massage the place where your penis actually enters your perineum, like massage your testicles, massage your inner thighs, realize that your whole body is a sexual organ, you know, and that's, yeah, that's what I would say to that initially. And something I often share with guys is like your, your cock, your penis doesn't just end where it, where it matches your, your pubes, right? It doesn't just end where it meets your body. You know, it, it, like you said, it, it, it's internal. It, you know, it has, it has crew, it has legs, it has branches that go out, um, behind the testicles into the perineum, uh, into the lower abdomen, into the inner thighs, but more than that as well, like our, like you said, our whole body is a sexual organ. And in a way, if you've got a penis, your whole body is one big penis, right? You're just one big dick and just explore like that whole, that whole body sensation, explore like that whole um, whole body pleasure because you're you know the, the crown of your head to the tip of your toes all of the anything in between can can experience pleasure because you've got nerve endings and, and sensory receptors everywhere across your whole body so um yeah it's very very similar to my advice that i have to guys is if you're feeling like you're you're only a couple minutes into your self-pleasuring and you're you're reaching that point it's like shift away from your genitals shift away from something that doesn't bring you to that point so quickly oftentimes friction brings us to that point very quickly because it's what we've trained ourselves to do. So if you start noticing pleasure in other areas of your body, you know, remembering that you might lose your erection if you do that, which is, you know, not the end of the world. And, um, <laughs> and you might experience a different type of pleasure, not the pleasure you're used to, which again, can be a bit scary, can be a bit frightening. Um, cause it's not, you know, it's, it's for a lot of guys, pretty, pretty weird, right? Is that like, yeah, my, my normal, you know, normal sexual experience for guys just kind of looks like jerking off and being penetrative and, and doing, you know, doing everything to our genitals, not, not anywhere else in the body. So oftentimes it's quite confronting for guys to think about pleasuring themselves in other areas of their body in other ways that don't involve touching their cock. Nipples are a great place to start. They feel <laughs> <Yeah>. great. <laughs> also your anus is actually a great source of pleasure too. Yeah. Really worth exploring. It doesn't mean anything about your sexuality at all. It's just a beautiful part of your body that can feel incredible. Yeah, I've seen your um, I've seen your YouTube video on on anal stimulation and prostate play, and inspired. It actually was one of the things that inspired me to do a whole video on YouTube about uh, about men's prostate stimulation and prostate play. So that's something that I don't feel like gets talked about enough in the mainstream um, tantra sexuality space is prostate orgasms are a real thing and it's one of the ways that you can become multi-orgasmic is by doing prostate stimulation because a prostate orgasm doesn't induce or doesn't doesn't trigger the ejaculation reflex so you you are open to having multiple you know prostate orgasmic experiences but but there's a lot of fear and a lot of tension and a lot of contraction around you know anal play and, and anal stimulation and prostate play so that's a whole another conversation for another day. I think <laughs> it is. Yeah. yeah, it is. It is. It is for sure. One thing I wanted to just stick in there real quick. Cause I love, um, um, just practical, practical things. It's like some people ask why, why 20 minutes, you know, why is that the number? And 
The answer to that is there's, I don't have any neurobiological research to back this up specifically in the context of sex. But if you look at meditation and if you look at aerobic exercise and you look at the physiological and neurobiological research that they've done in those areas, there's something that happens oftentimes around the 16, 17, 18 minute mark, you know, where there is some sort of major switch over in the function of your brain. It's maybe your brain waves or the function of your physiology and, and neurotransmitters and chemicals and hormones that get released in your system. And that's why a lot of people say do aerobic exercise for 20 minutes because 10 minutes is just not going to give you the same result. Like there's a fundamental switch that happens somewhere usually before the 20 minute mark. And I found that that seems to be true in terms of self-pleasuring as well, because really it is a form of meditation in some way. Like you're not just sitting there still with your fingers in a you know mudra saying om, but you're doing this, this practice and your brain, you know, patterns exist. And so I figure if you're aerobic exercise for 20 minutes, if you meditate for 20 minutes and that gives you a, a real response, like certainly your brain and your body is going to respond similarly in this way too. And if I had millions and millions, yeah, if I had millions and millions of dollars, I would fund research for this sort of stuff. Yeah, I would, I'd be right there with you, man, for sure. I 100% <laughs> would do that. Yeah. Mm, that's fascinating, dude. I'm going to have to do a little bit of my own research into that. I think I'm a you're probably aware that I'm a big fan of journal articles and data-driven evidence. So um, yeah, I'm super keen to, to dive into that and maybe see what I can dig up and share that with you. Um, maybe share it on the podcast at some point as well. That's pretty, um, pretty good, good insight, man. I really like that. So thank you for sharing. Um, I guess lastly, in terms of practical advice, man, if there's anything we haven't covered, is there like some of, some of guys are listening that maybe haven't done any of this work before, you know, coming across this for the first time, what's a, um, What's a, what's a piece of practical advice that you want to leave the guys with so they could move forward in this, in this work? One thing that's coming to me right now is the, uh, <laughs> well, at least right now in the current state of the world, it might not be as applicable, but I hope, and I think that the world is going to change and open back up. Um, so I'll just, I'll speak as if we're not all wearing masks in public right now. Um, <laughs> but say, for example, you're at the grocery store right? And you see somebody, I don't know, a few feet, a few meters away from you. And you're just like, holy shit, they're gorgeous. Wow. They're beautiful. And you start to get a little aroused, you know, or you feel that tingle and you're, you're like, Ooh, I should talk to them. I should go up. And it's almost, there's almost a compulsion behind it, you know, and maybe even it could feel a little ungrounding. This jumps back to the sexual energy transmutation and sublimation piece. Notice in that moment when you feel that, when you see this person, that is happening inside of you. And that is some form of energetic state shift happening internally. And yes, it might have been catalyzed by this other person, but really it's yours and it's yours to own. So one thing you could do is just take a deep breath and pause. <sighs> and then choose what to do. And I know that might sound really simple, but again, it is, it is really simple. And, and just bringing that awareness to stuff, like that was a game changer for me because where I'm living in Asheville, there's a lot of beautiful women out and around at the grocery stores and in public. And like, 
I'm attracted to women, you know, that's, that's my sexual preference. And so I see them and I have a response to them. And like, if I take a moment to breathe, bend my knees a little bit, then, then that energy is able to ground into my system. And then if I decide to approach them, my approach is going to be so much more like fun and open and it's not going to feel weird to them because there's not this compulsion behind it, you know, or if I don't approach them and I just go do whatever else I want to do, like I'm going to feel charged and more inspired because I've just gotten this hit of energy from this beautiful person, you know? So that's, that's a nugget I wanted to, wanted to share. Yeah. Amazing, man. Thank you so much for sharing that. And thank you so much for spending an hour just talking about all this important stuff that, that, you know, not a lot of people are, are open to talking about. So, um, yeah, I really appreciate you spending the time, man. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. This has been awesome. <laughs> really enjoyed talking with you. Yeah. Yeah. For sure.